Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus, looking at the life of Jesus as told in the primary documents about him, the four Gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about Jesus' last night, reading from Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21, from the message. He came to Nazareth, where he had been reared, as he always did on the Sabbath. He went to the meeting place. When he stood up to read, he was handed the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written, God's Spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor, sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burdened and battered free, to announce this is God's year to act. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the assistant, and sat down. Every eye in the place was on him, intent. Then he started in, You've just heard scripture make history. It came true just now, in this place. A lot of business, businesses and a lot of churches have mission statements. This is Jesus' mission statement. And after three years of ministry from that point, Jesus has preached the good news of God's salvation. He has healed the sick, healed the blind. He will release the oppressed by his death on the cross. His mission will be fulfilled at the cross. And Passover, Pentecost and the Tabernacles were the three most important feasts to the Jewish calendar. Leviticus chapter 21. All Jewish men were expected to visit Jerusalem. Deuteronomy 16 verse 16. The feast of Passover was to commemorate the deliverance of Israel from Egypt, and it was a time, or to be a time, for remembering and rejoicing, Exodus 11 and Exodus 12. And in here, in Luke 22, we come to Jesus' last night before he goes to that cross. Firstly, Jesus plans. Reading from verse 1. Now the feast of unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, one of the twelve, and Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money he consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Jews were expected at Passover to remove all yeast from their houses, Exodus 12 verse 15, and that was to serve as a reminder that their ancestors left Egypt in a hurry and had to eat bread without yeast. Jesus had warned his disciples about the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, Luke 12, verse 1. In other words, the religious leaders had cleansed their houses, but not their hearts. And the last thing the religious leaders wanted was a messianic uprising during Passover, Luke 19, verse 11. Judas was motivated and energized by Satan. Judas was never a true believer because his sins had never been cleansed by the Lord, John 13, verse 10 to 11. Therefore Judas, Judas had never believed or received eternal life. 
John 6, verse 64 to 71. And Judas had been given authority and had been preaching the same message. And this proves how close a person can come to being within the kingdom of God and yet still be lost. Matthew 7, verse 21 to 29. And then Jesus prepares in Luke 22, verse 7 to 13. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. The disciples needed to get a room within Jerusalem themselves, itself, and they also needed food, a lamb, bread, bitter herbs, and and then Luke chapter 22, verse 14. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I am eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfilment in the kingdom of God. The Passover meal contains historical and theological symbolism regarding the death of Jesus. This is why the, this meal is the model for the central act of Christian worship, which is Holy Communion, with the bread and wine symbolize Christ's blood and flesh. And how was the Passover meal celebrated? Firstly, there was opening prayer. Then there's the first cup of wine and a dish of herbs and sauce. Then the story of the Passover was recited, followed by Psalm 113 being sung. Then a second cup of wine and a prayer of grace. Then a main course of lamb with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Then a further prayer, a third cup of wine, and then Psalm 114 to 118 were sung. Then finally a fourth cup of wine. And then in John chapter 13, we see that Jesus serves and Jesus washed the disciples' feet. As part of the custom of the day, a servant or slave usually undertook foot washing of guests, cleaning their feet from the dusty roads. And since none of the disciples had done this, Jesus himself undertakes the task. John chapter 13, verse 4 to 5. Peter as ever is recalcitrant and resistant, and he objects. John 13, verse 6 and 8. Peter learns that only those cleansed by Jesus and trusting in him fully can be a part of his kingdom. John 13, verse 7 and 9. And as we look back at this episode, Knowing what we do now of the cross, we learn how this simple act of washing feet is symbolic of Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross. Both events, the feet washing and the cross, display great love and service. Just as Peter opposed Jesus going to the cross, Matthew 16, so he objected to having his feet washed here. And Jesus getting up to serve symbolizes his coming to serve. And as he took off his cloak, this represents the taking off of his glory when he became man. Girding himself with a towel symbolizes his taking on human flesh at the incarnation, because Jesus is fully God and fully man. And as just as the water cleansed the feet, so Jesus' death and blood cleanse from sin. As he returned to where he was sitting and sat down after finishing this act of service, Jesus returned to the right hand of God 
after his work on the cross. And when we became Christian disciples, our sins were forgiven through Jesus' death on the cross. That is when we had our bath, as it were. That is the point when we were justified before God and we were declared his child. Having been justified already, we don't need to take another bath. But we do need the equivalent of a feet washing daily, or at least every time we take Holy Communion and the cleansing of our sin when we confess it before our God and repent. And then finally in Luke chapter 22, verse 24 to 38, Jesus speaks. And in this teaching, we see that the disciples, the new leaders, will judge the tribes of Israel, that Jesus' followers are to serve gladly, that his followers will be tested, and that his followers will be persecuted. And yet, through the testing and the persecution, they are to show love, and we are to show love. And let's compare the plans of Jesus and of his enemies. Firstly, the plans of Jesus. Jesus is in control. He plans the Passover meal, and this meal is part of his plan. Luke 22, verse 16. And not only that, he knows Judas's plan. Luke 22, verse 21 to 22. And he will replace the old leaders of God with his own men in the church. Luke 22, verse 30. And what are the plans of his enemies? They plotted to kill Jesus. Luke 22, verse 2. Arranged for Judas to betray Jesus. Luke 22, verse 3. And Satan's purpose was to destroy Jesus. Luke 22, verse 3. And 31. And all the elements in the plot conspiring against Jesus had been allowed for. For the death of Jesus on the cross was no accident. 1 Peter 1 verse 18 to 21. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. And this new covenant, this new meal, is in order to remind all his followers in every age about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. This new covenant, Jesus claims that in his death, was spoken about by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, verse 33 to 34. It was a new covenant in which God's people will be able to know him intimately, for their sins will be forgiven. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with a close friend or a spouse? so that you can pray over any issues together. Question 1. How often are my feet washed or my sins confessed? Question 2. Read Philippians chapter 2. How does this passage seemingly relate to John 13, and how should I react to it? Question 3. How often am I prepared to serve and do the little jobs that need doing? instead of waiting for somebody else to do them. Thank you.